Welcome to Whole Mind Healthy Bodies, the podcast, part of the 360 Health Initiative from Aetna, exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. I'm your host, Kai, and we're here to talk about sleep. When's the last time you woke up feeling truly energized, ready to conquer the day? How many times did you hit snooze on the alarm this morning? Well, to talk about how we can be better sleepers, I have two incredible guests joining us today. Dr. Thomas has held a variety of leadership positions in organizations that are complex and serve diverse populations. She has utilized her years of experience and skill set to effectively and compassionately address issues within organizations to meet their needs, like lack of sleep. Welcome to the program, Donna. Hello, and welcome. I'm so happy to be back. Nice to have you. And we're also joined by Diane Pulleyblank, who has been actively working in the health and wellness industry for over 25 years. For 10 of those years, she was general manager of a large multi-sport health club. And on top of all that, she was an associate professor at Barnard College, as well as a continuing education provider for the American Council on Exercise. Welcome to the program, Diane. Hi, Kai. Thanks very much for having me. Wonderful to have you. Before we jump in, I got to ask, Donna, how did you sleep last night? Oh, you know, I slept pretty decently, but I I had to get up, you know, with the change of the season. It's been a a little bit of a challenge, to be honest. But, you know, overall, I'm still monitoring. Thanks for asking. Of course. And how about you, Diane? I actually had a pretty good night's sleep last night. It was really nice that the weather was cooperating. Um, It was cool. I had the windows open. And um, those are some things that you kind of need when you get when you want to get a good night's sleep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing. And Donna, I'm going to throw it over to you first because, you know, we're talking to the MTA and we're aware of the the varying types of schedules and night shift works. And let's talk about how we can help create a real routine for ourselves. Yeah, let's talk about creating a, a routine. So think about your schedule. Think about your lifestyle, whether you're working a 12-hour shift or you're working a split shift, whether it's four hours and then you have a three-hour break. Let's concentrate on flexibility and also emphasizing relaxation, you know, fitting in time to relax. And yes, napping is definitely an option because napping it helps you to reduce fatigue. It will also increase your alertness, which we need to have during the day, especially if you're working that split shift. It will also help you improve your mood and improve performance and a quicker reaction time and also helps your memory and your focus. So the thing with naps is if you want to find a place that, again, that can be comfortable, whether you could go to the break room or even if you're you know, in the bus or in the depot, wherever you can kind of find a relaxing place, And even if you can put on an eye mask, you know, the mask that they have to kind of block out the light and just kind of get comfortable, put on your earbuds and just kind of listen to relaxing music to keep out the distractions. And again, keep it really comfortable, a restful environment and be quiet. Just even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes, you'll be amazed how much that will energize you as well. Just be mindful. The longer you let nap, you might feel a little bit groggy after. Mm. So that's something to really pay attention to. Yeah. So I think that's, I hear the word power nap, right? That's kind of like making sure you hit that time frame that will create the result of energy as opposed to getting deeper into a sleep that might actually end up making you feel more groggy. Right. So you want to, you know, just be able to have something that will help you to relax. But the bottom line is you want to have a good, you know, quality sleep when you can on on most days. Just remember after napping, give yourself some time to be able to wake up and acclimate yourself to resuming your normal activities through the day. 
Awesome. Well said. And so, you know, right now we're kind of talking about the reality of sometimes we don't get a good night's sleep. Sometimes there are stretches uh, where we don't get good nights of sleep. You know, so much is happening in our lives. These are challenging times. So the idea that finding a moment to relax, finding a moment to get, get a nap, even if it's 15 minutes, could be the difference in your day. But if we have the opportunity for a good night's sleep, like maybe I know that tomorrow, maybe tomorrow's a day off or maybe tomorrow's schedule looks a little better. Diane, can you talk to us a little bit about what is a really good way to wind down our day and look forward to a great night's sleep? Oh, that's a great, great question, Kai. Thanks. Um, You know, a really good way to wind down our day is to... Think about it. First of all, most of us, you know, we go, um, well, I've, I've worked all day and then I watch some television or I'm looking at my iPad or I'm checking my, my phone and, and then we go, oh, but now I have to go to sleep. One of the best things you can do for yourself is to just say, okay, about 15 minutes, hopefully about a half an hour before I'm going to actually go to bed to try to get some sleep, I'm going to turn down my lights I'm going to take a, get a nice little routine going as to how I can calm my body down, how I can calm my mind down. Something like uh, a nice cup of chamomile tea or lavender tea or listening to some nice music, some soft music that you like. Even reading something, um, what, I, what some people have suggested to me is to read something that's really, really boring, like <laughs> the phone book. <laughs> There you Something go. like that, so that you're not you're not um, actively engaging your mind, and you're not trying to go into the next thing that you're going to be doing, and then just take a moment and breathe. As you lie down, one of the good things to do is to put a hand on your chest, a hand on your belly, and just take in about ten really, really deep breaths and try to get those breaths right down to your belly and then blow out in through your nose out through your mouth just anything that you can do to relax light a candle if that helps you to relax take Mm -hmm. a calming bath anything like that great great and so again you know if we're see a day from now there's a potential for a good night's sleep take advantage of that um and you know I'm just going to throw some easy ones over the plate here, Donna. Can I stare at my phone while I'm trying to fall asleep? (laughs) Oh, wow. That is such a great question. So there's a lot of blue light that comes from our devices, such as our smartphone and our tablet. And it really isn't a good idea for us to have that in the bed because that is actually a stimulant and it it makes the body think that we should stay away. So really the environment of our room should be dark and it should be cool and it should be comfortable for us. So if we have to look at our devices, look at them early, but then, like Diane said, about 15 minutes before we actually want to relax, put that off to the side and make sure that you're more relaxed and in that gentle uh, state. So even if that means wearing that eye mask I spoke about earlier or light blocking curtains, relaxing music, aromatherapy, essential oils, lavender, sandalwood, vanilla, diffusers, that type of thing would be great to have. And, and Donna, if, if I can just add one thing, because you know, conventional wisdom says, keep your electronics out of your bedroom, right? Use your bedroom for what your bedroom is meant to be used for, not for anything else. 
but but that's not really very logical right now. We can't do that. Most of us cannot do that. And so what my suggestion always is, is to put your phone, and if you have a television, um, an iPad, whatever, put it on night mode. And that does help to take away some of the blue light that, you've, that your device is going to emit. Right. And sometimes I just turn my phone down so I just don't see the light at all. So that's also another option. Great. One thing that Diane taught me recently was to move your phone away from the bed. For the last couple of weeks, actually, my phone charges at night uh, over on our dresser. So yeah. if I can't fall asleep, I, I don't really have the option of grabbing it. I'd have to like get up out of bed and like go, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. I feel like it's made a big impact. That's good. Yeah. So when we look at our sleep being part of our overall health, Diane, can you talk to us about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's really, really interesting because why we need sleep is still a mystery. Nobody knows. Huh. Nobody really knows why we need it. But we do know what happens when we don't get enough of it, right? Yeah. It impacts our health. So I'm going to talk about just a few things that happen to you when you don't get adequate sleep. So let's start with your heart. Always a good place to start, right? Quality sleep promotes really, really good cardiac health and because during sleep, your heart rate slows down, your blood pressure decreases, but sadly and unfortunately, a lack of sleep causes your blood pressure to remain high, which means that your stress level is going to be high during your whole sleep period and you're going to wake up with more stress hormones circulating through your body okay and and if you don't get um sleep for an extended period of time you really do increase your risk of heart disease heart attack heart failure stroke all those things that we really don't want right and then mm -hmm. and then it does help to regulate your blood sugar inadequate sleep puts us at risk for type 2 diabetes because without adequate sleep the body's resistance mm -hmm. to insulin increases Okay, then your cells just are not able to take up the insulin that your body produces. And that means that you're going to have more blood sugar circulating through your blood and your, your bloodstream, right? And then, and then your immune system. Mm -hmm. We've, over the past three years, boy, oh boy, has the immune system come yeah. to the fore, right? We've learned about yeah, it. Yeah, we did. We did. And, you know, we really, really need a high-functioning, really, really healthy immune system these days. But what happens when you don't get enough sleep is you depress your immune system, okay? And that leads you leaves you open to the risk of infection, including COVID, as well as mm. the flu and colds and RSV and everything that's going out on around there. Just to kind of highlight the physical benefits there, the things you talked about are some of the, like the most dealt with issues facing us, you know, heart disease, diabetes, suppressed immune systems. And, you know, I think the idea of, of good sleep habits can really give you a leg up when we're kind of dealing with those kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was also going to say that that it is um, so, so important to a, a healthy, active lifestyle. You know how you feel your foggy brain? 
when you don't get enough sleep and you're going, I can't think, I just can't think properly. Okay. If you can get out there and you can do, even if you didn't get a really great night's sleep, get a little bit of exercise, just a little bit specifically in the outside. These days, it's great. Get out first thing in the morning if you can, or, or even just before you go to bed, just taking the deep, uh, deep breath and, and, and the nice fresh air that's out there. So Donna, I wanted to throw it back over to you, getting real with, with the employees of the MTA. Like we understand that the schedule doesn't really align with, with great sleep, but there are alternative methods to kind of trying to catch up, but really you need to look forward to those moments and take advantage of the opportunities to get a great night's sleep. Um, but it's not all just about good habit. You know, there, there could be some red flags out there you should be looking for that could indicate that this is beyond just poor sleeping habits. Oh, absolutely. So when you need to seek help about your sleeping habits is when you're starting to notice a pattern that on a regular basis, you're having trouble falling or st- and staying in sleep. And it's about knowing yourself and quality of life. How do you feel? Do you feel refreshed and you're able to wake up? During the day, do you feel sluggish? You don't feel energized? Again, we're not talking about one or two days here and there, but we're noticing a pattern over a week or two weeks where we're, again, just feeling groggy. We're not able to focus or concentrate just like Diane was talking about. So if you're feeling excessive sleepiness or tired during the day, you feel like you need to, you know, um, take naps. Uh, also, if you're falling asleep while working or driving, that's a real red flag right there on an mm-hmm. ongoing basis that you need to speak with your primary care physician. Great. All right. Good to know. So impacting of quality of life on a pattern, like a continued basis, definitely reach out to your PCP uh, to make sure there's not something else going on there. Correct. All right. Okay. So as we wrap it up, I know there are an so many amazing free resources out there that Diane, I wanted you to kind of uh, give our listeners some um, ideas on where they could find those. Well, absolutely. And one of the best things that you can do is just do an internet search and say free sleep aids or free sleep resources, <laughs> um, you know, and there, and you get just so many, but some of the ones that, um, that I've used that people that I know have used is Calm, C-A-L-M, and you can put it on your phone, you can put it on your computer, and it it gives you a wonderful, wonderful deep breathing exercises or um, or some little meditation. Take a look at it. It's wonderful. Um, Headspace is another one. That is one that after a free trial, you will have to pay for. Um, one for kids. I thought I would throw this one in. There's one called Moshi, M-O-S-H-I. And that is very specifically geared to kids. Oh, I love that. Because you might need, you know, your kids might might be having, um, I don't know about you, my kids have problems all the time. Okay. And then there are some <laughs> great websites. They're great websites. The um, sleepfoundation.org has absolutely incredible resources on it. Articles, um, you know, things that you can do and all kinds of different topics. I would suggest taking a look at that. There's another one that's called rain, as in the rain falls down, rain for me. Um, I would take a look at that one too. It's a great way to give yourself another little bit of a resource there. And then um, WebMD also does have some things, but I would suggest that you take a look, you know, do an internet search, see what's out there. 
Donna, was there anything to add? Uh, yeah, I would also add to, to use uh, additional technology mm-hmm. in terms of like the Aura Ring, the uh, Fitbit or the Apple Watch, which you can sync to your phone, which also not tells you just how many hours, but the quality of sleep, how deep you were in REM sleep, alpha. And this way you can check those patterns too of, of sleep and correlate it with how you're feeling as well. So it's a good way to monitor. So either use you know your smartwatches that you sync to your phone and also the aura ring. So it's just, it's just a good way to help you monitor the sleeping process. All right. Fantastic. And, and Don, I just, maybe you can end it for us. You know, we've talked about so much and for someone who might be struggling out there or who's new to the idea of, of creating this type of routine, what's one thing that they could do just, just to move that, uh, in a positive direction. I would say just really focus on the pattern of trying to relax all the things that we need you know, have a relaxing environment, listening to music, reading. So the really just have to have that emphasis on relaxation before bedtime and not, you know, drinking too much fluids or heavy amount of food before bedtime. So just have that process of peace and relaxation before you want to sleep. All right. Create a relaxing environment. I love it. So that wraps it up. This has been the Whole Mind Healthy Bodies podcast, part of the 360 Health Initiative from Aetna, exclusively for you, the MTA where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. Be sure to check out wholeandhealthy.website where you can find more videos and podcasts on a variety of topics, including health and well-being in the workplace, path to inner peace, and eating right on the run and on a budget. Here you can also find the events page, which will have live in-person discussions on these very topics with experts just like Diane and Dr. Thomas that you have heard from today. Thanks again, Donna. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thanks to you, Diane. Thanks, Kai. And everybody, just get a good night's sleep tonight. There we go. Let's get a good night's sleep tonight. Until next time, everyone, take care.